Hello, hello, hello. Hey, welcome to a special episode of Out of Our Skull. Yes, where we are going to discuss Donald Jr. and the Russians. (laughs) That sounds like the worst children's book ever. (laughs) Oh, I wonder if there'll be dinosaurs. Oh, well, there is a dinosaur. That's his dad. Um... Ancient relics. Ancient relics, yes. Um, so the big story the last couple of weeks have has, of course, been Donald Trump Jr. and his meeting with a Russian lawyer, um, whose name I will butcher here in a few minutes, uh, uh, before the election um, in an effort to get some dirt on Hillary Clinton. At least that was... That's the excuse that's being used. That's the excuse that's being used now. I mean, it wasn't the excuse being used last week, but um, right. his story has changed multiple times over the course of a week and a half. So uh, we're going to go through kind of a little timeline here of what has been going on with the with the Donald Jr. and the Russians, and uh, so we'll go ahead and start. So Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, and former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort, amongst others, are expected to testify on July 26th before a Senate Judiciary Committee about Russian influence in the U.S. elections, including about their meeting with a Russian attorney, Natalia Velozrutskaya, Velozrutskaya, who has ties to the Kremlin. <laughs> Imagine that. Leading up to this testimony, the transparent Donald Trump Jr. has contradicted himself many times as more and more information about the meeting become has become public. Okay. So we're going to start a little timeline here. <clears throat> going back um, to July of 2016, Trump, Trump Jr. called claims. Uh, we're going to say Trump Jr. so many times in this. I wish I could call him just something different. but I'll call him Don Jr. Don that's, Jr. That's yeah, Don Jr. Is, is, is a bit better than Trump Jr. So Don Jr. called claims that Russia was trying to help Trump win lies. Quote, I can't think of bigger lies, but that's exactly, that exactly goes to show you what the DNC and what the Clinton camp will do. They will lie and do anything to win, unquote. One month prior to this claim, Don Jr. set up a meeting with a Russian attorney whom he believed would offer dirt on Clinton involving, quote, very high-level and sensitive information, but as part of Russia and its government's support of Mr. Trump, end quote. And this quote was taken directly from an email from the email of Ron Gold, Rob Goldstone, who set up the meeting. In March of 2017, Don Jr. denies setting up any meeting with Russian nationals for campaign purposes. In an interview with the New York Times, he said, Did I meet with people that were Russian? I'm sure, I'm sure I did. But none that were set up. None that I can think of at the moment. And certainly none that I was representing the campaign in any way, shape, or form. End quote. And the statement has been proven false. Very false. Um, <clears throat> this month. This month. So we're, we're, we're now in July. July 8th of 2017, the New York Times breaks the story that in June of 2016, when his father was the presumptive GOP presidential nominee, Trump Jr. arranged a meeting with Velaznitskaya, Paul Manafort, the then campaign chairman, and the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, also attended, amongst others. Don Jr. claims the meeting was about, quote, adoptions, unquote. (laughs) For years, Velaznitskaya worked to overturn the Magnitsky Act, a 2012 U.S. law that blocks Russians who are suspected of human rights abuses 
After former President Barack Obama signed the Mesnitsky Act, Russian President Vladimir Putin responded by blocking adoptions of Russian children by U.S. parents. Don Jr. confirmed the meeting took place, which contradicts his previous statement. He quotes, or he says, It was a short introductory meeting. I asked Jared and Paul to stop by. We primarily discussed a program about the adoption of Russian children that was active and popular with American families years ago. It was since ended by the Russian government, but it was not a campaign issue at the time, and there was no follow-up. I was asked to attend the meeting by an acquaintance, but was not told the name of the person I would be meeting with beforehand okay so he's he's setting up a meeting so he's going to a meeting with somebody he doesn't know who he's meeting it's about adoption so naturally he's going to grab the campaign manager and his brother-in-law yo you guys got anything to do (laughs) want to go talk to somebody with me we'll go and grab some tacos after yeah so july 9th of 2017 the day after the the times reveals that don jr met with the attorney for incriminating information on clinton Trump Jr. says it was about the campaign and adoptions. <laughs> Suddenly there's more than one topic. He was, in fact, promised damaging information about Clinton before arranging the meeting with the lawyer. It was unclear whether the attorney actually produced damaging information about Clinton at the meeting, but the expectation was that she would, the Times reported. Don Jr.'s response then shifted, acknowledging that he had met with her for campaign information, but that the meeting turned out to be about adoptions. <laughs> Okay, so he says, after pleasantries were exchanged, the woman stated that she had information that individuals connected to Russia were funding the Democratic National Committee and supporting Hillary Clinton. Her statements were vague, ambiguous, and made no sense. No details uh, or supporting information was provided or even offered. It quickly became clear that she had no meaningful information. He said she then turned the conversation to adoption of Russian children in the Magnitsky Act. Magnitsky Act. Oh my gosh, Russian words. An American law that blacklists suspected Russian human rights abusers. Once again, the 2012 law enraged Putin so much that he halted American adoptions of Russian children. Quote, it became clear to me that this was the true agenda all along and that the claims of potentially helpful information were a pretext for the meeting, Trump Jr. said. And then on Fox News Sunday, the White House Chief of Staff, Rance Priebus, called the Don Jr. meeting a, quote, big nothing burger. (laughs) It was about adoptions. Don't know much about it other than what I've communicated with various members there on the screen. It was a very short meeting. It was a meeting apparently about Russian adoption. And after about 20 minutes, the meeting ended and that was the end of it. I don't know much about it, other than it seems to be the end of the Trump individuals. A big nothing burger, but may spin out of control for the DNC and the Democrats. Yeah, sure, it's a big nothing burger. And that's going to be the name of my new vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on July 10th, the next day, <laughs> the Times reported email exchange between Don Jr. and the man who brokered the meeting. The Times reported the existence of an email between Trump and Rob Goldstone, the intermediary, intermediary who helped broker the meeting with Velitsnitskaya. Goldstone was a music publicist who represented Iman Aglarov, whose father is a major real estate developer close to Putin and who worked with Trump in 2013 to bring the Miss Universe pageant to Moscow. 
Sources who described the email said Don Jr. was promised potentially damaging information on Clinton via the Russian government. Don Jr.'s lawyers said in a statement that, quote, this is much ado about nothing. Alan Futterfoss acknowledged this meeting was set up with the expectation that Don Jr. would receive info on Clinton. He says, in my view, this is much ado about nothing. During this busy period, Robert Goldstone contacted Don Jr. in an email and suggested that people had information concerning alleged wrongdoing by Democratic Party frontrunner Hillary Clinton in her dealings with Russia. Futterfoss told the Times in an email, Don Jr.'s takeaway from this communication was that someone had info potentially helpful to the campaign and it was coming from someone he knew. Don Jr. had no knowledge as to what specific information, if any, would be discussed. Don Jr. tweeted sarcastically about opposition research. Again, this contradicts his March 2017 claim to the Times that he had not set up any meetings with Russians about campaign-related issues. Obviously, I'm the... Quote, obviously, I'm the first person on a campaign to ever take a meeting to hear about info with an opponent. Went nowhere, but had to listen, Trump tweeted. So he's venting a little bit of frustration. He's venting a little bit of frustration. And generally speaking, you do meet to hear opposition info or info about an opposition opponent, but not with a member of a fucking foreign government. (laughs) Not with a representative of a foreign government. Mm -hmm. That's just not done, people. Um, So July 11th, again the next day, emails released show the facts contradicted several previous statements by Don Jr. The Times obtained the email exchange. Moments before the Times story posted, Don Jr. released the emails on Twitter, claiming he did so to be, quote, totally transparent, end quote. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to beat you to the punch by incriminating myself. That's, um, wow, he's got his dad's brains. (laughs) The emails confirm the Times reporting from the onset Don Jr. set up the meeting to receive confidential and potentially damaging information on Clinton provided through the Russian government. Quote, if it's what you say, I love it, especially late in the summer, unquote, Don Jr. wrote to Goldstone, referring to when his father officially would be the GOP candidate. Later that day, Don Jr. told Fox News' Sean Hannity that he left the meeting feeling annoyed because the attorney wanted to talk about adoptions rather than give incriminating information on Clinton. (laughs) Man, I went to that drug deal and they didn't have any drugs at all. Man, I was pissed. (laughs) The Kremlin said it was not aware of the meeting and Velisnitskaya said she was not acting on behalf of the government. The email chain contradicted several previous Don Jr. statements. Don Jr. initially said he had not set up a meeting and that he never met with a Russian national for campaign reasons. That was not true. Don Jr. obscured the purpose of setting up the meeting when he initially claimed the meeting was primarily about the adoption issue. He said he did not know the name of the attorney who would attend the meeting. It's unclear whether this is true. Goldstone wrote two days before the meeting that he would send the names to Trump Jr. in an advance, uh, in advance for security purposes. Don Jr. in July of 2016 blamed Democrats for making up lies that the Russian government was helping Trump get elected. Yet the previous month, he knew from an email exchange with Goldstone that there were Russian attempts to help his father get elected. <coughs> and then uh, between July 12th and 18th, um, Trump himself 
and his son Don Jr. offer the misleading defense that it was standard opposition research. Over the next several days, it was revealed that there were at least eight people attending the meeting, including a Russian-American lobbyist and a man who was the subject of a congressional investigation into foreign money laundering operations using U.S. banks. Yeah, but it was all about adoption. Because apparently these guys just want to adopt Russian babies. Well, maybe babies. those were eight in, orphans. <laughs> Orphan. The orphans attended the meeting. <laughs> On July 12th, Trump himself commented publicly for the first time about his son's meeting. Trump and his son continued to characterize this as or, an ordinary move by campaigns conducting opposition research. Trump tweeted, my son Don, Donald did a good job last night. He was open, transparent, and innocent. This is the greatest witch hunt in political history. Sad! Exclamation point. And he also tweeted, most politicians would have gone to a meeting like this one, Don, like the one Don Jr. attended, in order to get info on an opponent. That's, pol- that's politics. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is misleading, and yet another attempt to spin the truth. Veterans of previous presidential campaigns from both parties said it would be very odd and highly unusual to accept opposition research from foreign officials. For example, ahead of a presidential debate during the 2000 campaign, then-Vice President Al Gore, his advisor, Tom Downey, received a package with info that was stolen from the George W. Bush campaign. Downey, who was helping Gore with debate preparation at the time, turned the material over to the FBI. He recused himself from further debate work to avoid the perception of improper advantage, and the campaign alerted the Associated Press about what happened, along with a detailed timeline. Gary Maloney, a longtime GOP opposition researcher, told the Post, told the Washington Post, I do not fault Donald Jr. for wanting to win. He seeks more data, more leads, nothing wrong there. But where was the campaign team? The manager's job is to protect the candidate and the family from blowback. I worked in Bush, I worked in Bush 88. Would campaign manager Lee Atwater have allowed George W. at such a sit-down? Inconceivable. Would John Podesta have allowed Chelsea Clinton in this meeting? Impossible. End quote. So that's what we've got so far. Um, they are, of course, testifying next week in front of the Judiciary Committee. This is not a nothing murder. This is not a normal occurrence. This is not standard operating practice for anybody. This comes really close to being evidence that there is de- collusion. There's there's Russian um, Russian interference and in, helping in swaying the vote. In swaying the vote or at least helping Trump get elected. Um, and it should also be stated that the act that the lawyer wanted to talk about dealing with Russian adoptions, the, the, um, the act, the 2012, I'm going to butcher the name again, Majinsky Act? Magnitsky, Mag- I think. Magnitsky Act is something that Trump has stated he wants to overturn. Um, so he wants to overturn this act that is put against Russia for human rights abuses. And, you know, in turn, Putin has said that he would open up Russian adoptions again. So even if this was about adoptions, it's about overturning. It, it is about basically giving information for helping overturn an act that was put in place because of human rights violations. This isn't something you want to do. This is not... This is not normal standard. This is not fine. This is not normal. Either way you look at this, it's an unethical, it's a breach in ethics. Complete breach of ethics. Um, 
this is, you know. But I wonder, what do, what does the Republican, what do these Trump supporters say in defense they, of this? They, they don't care. They, you know, their opinion is, well, he didn't get any information. Because they didn't, you know, because Donald Trump actually right after that meeting tweeted, oh, he's got some big information on the horizon about Hillary Clinton. And of course, she didn't, they didn't get any information, so they couldn't release any information. But at the same time, that's not an excuse for meeting with them. No. Again, bringing it back to the drug dealer. You go to buy drugs from an undercover police officer and they don't have drugs. You're not off the hook because the guy didn't have drugs. You still you, get arrested. It's a sting operation. Yeah. You get arrested. You went there with the expectation you were going to get something illegal. And that's what this information would have been. It would have been completely illegal. Um, Trump supporters have also brought up that Hillary Clinton got questions beforehand about a debate. One, there's no proof of that. And two, that's a debate. That's not the fucking election. Um, and at a debate... Um, when you prepare for a debate, you prepare for, for, every, for every question, question. you can think of. Yeah, that's a debate. That's not the actual election for the presidency of the United States of America. To blow this off would be just, I, I can't even fathom how they can blow this off. They can't. They can't. There's just no way that they can just sweep this under the rug and say, oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. Well, I tell you what, um... I saw all over social media these memes and, and gifs of uh, what it feels like to be a Hillary supporter and you found out it's all about his emails and there's yeah. somebody dancing a jig and you bet your ass that is yeah. what it felt like. I was, I was happy. I was giddy. I have, I have come to the conclusion that whenever Trump or Trump Jr. says that Hillary or some Democrat is guilty of something, I immediately turn around and go, so when did they do this? Because mm -hmm. they're, they're obviously deflecting. Yeah. And that's Clearly. what this is about. And, you know... I just um, hope that the, the, 20, this, the hearing on the 26th... I hope they ask them I tough questions. I hope yeah. they ask them really tough questions. And, you know, uh, I've also heard supporters say, well, Trump has the ability to pardon him. Oh, it kills me. He does. He has the ability to issue a blanket pardon, but what does that say? <laughs> what does that say that you're just going to issue a blanket pardon for your kid? And here we thought Eric was the dumb one. And um, I swear you could probably fit the brains in that family into a quarter cup scoop. It, it is um, the idea of I'm going to beat the times to the punch and, and release all my incriminating emails before they did. <laughs> well, but as we've seen in interviews where Trump talks about raising his kids, intelligence is not something that he ever stressed. No, and it's, it's not something he really values at all. No. Um, and these kids have been brought up to, to, they're being told that nothing they do is wrong, basically. They've been brought up in a, a life of privilege and nothing they do is wrong. So I'm sure if they slap him on the wrist and even give him a, a cruciary jail time, he would be just devastated because I can't even think of Donald Jr. admitting to, to <laughs> one, doing something wrong, and two, letting himself be put in prison. I, I'm sure he'd go on the lamb. I'm sure he'd go to some... He'd go to Russia. He'd go to Russia. <laughs> 
he well, would be adopted by a Russian family. If you that do. would be turned. <laughs> That's what the adoption was about. <laughs> Turn about Is a fair it too play? late for me to be adopted by a Russian family? <laughs> um, uh, so if you do go on the lamb, Donald Jr., please take your dad with you. <laughs> and your sister, because yeah. we didn't elect her. And, uh, yeah. Uh, she doesn't need to be sitting anywhere. <laughs> let Melania have her freedom. Yeah, please let Baron have a normal upbringing yeah. that you didn't have. So, so that's our take on um, Donald Trump and the Russians, the and, big old nothing burger, and the nothing burger, and right. the nothing burger. So we will be back on August first, where we'll discuss other things, including you know uh, yesterday's report that Sean Spicer has resigned and stealthily walked out of the. White House probably covered by a bush. <laughs> um, I, I didn't see paparazzi pictures of him walking out. And uh, and the fact that the new White House correspondent already has been linked to Russia. So, <laughs> so uh, stay tuned. Brush up some, on your Russian. Some goodies. This year is really flying by. It is really flying I by. I can't believe it's going to be August soon. I, I'm. I'm. I don't want to say, gee, I hope the next three and a half years fly by, too. I'm hoping the next six months fly by and then we get an impeachment. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, in the meantime, brush up on your Russian. We may need it. <laughs> All right. Um, With that, we are out of here. All right. See you next time. Or here, 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 here